Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Hi, Journey friends. It's Jenna again. If you missed yesterday, I am filling in for Emma while we cover Luke chapter 16 through 18, and it is a joy to be with you all again. As we dive into Luke 17 today, there are a couple of truths that I hope you'll see throughout this passage. First, Jesus is not unaware of our sinfulness. Second, we don't sin in a vacuum. And third, Jesus is the kingdom come and our eternal assurance. With that being said, let's dive in. We begin Luke 17 with Jesus addressing the reality that temptations to sin are sure to come. I find great comfort in this statement. When I take a quick look at my own story, I see that I am quick to want to hide in the dark, not wanting to confess my sin because I fear looking like a sinner. But here Jesus creates space for the light. He brings to the forefront the reality that we are sinners and we will be tempted to want to sin. And he is speaking to his disciples here, not even a group of non-believers. Even those who have tasted the goodness of life with Christ will still face a battle with sin. But because of this common depravity we all share, we can walk in the light together. 1 John 1, 7-9 says, If we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus His Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you feel overwhelmed by temptations and sin in your life, this is a beautiful invitation to walk in the light with our merciful God and with others who love Him. It is there that I have found true freedom. Okay, now that we are on level playing field, Jesus follows this comfort with a warning, saying, Woe to the one through whom they come. Unfortunately, we don't sin in a vacuum. Our own personal sin affects those around us, whether we realize it or not. As we seek to love God, one of the ways we do that is we consider others, and we examine our lives to make sure we're not the cause of temptation for a fellow brother or sister. The world throws enough temptations to sin our way every day. As fellow believers, we get the opportunity to encourage one another towards holiness by not being a source of temptation. To live in Christian community is to walk in the light, to forgive and to count others as more significant than yourselves. I want to skip down and touch on the last section of this chapter, verses 20 through 37, because it continues the same theme we saw yesterday of the eternal versus the worldly. In the first few verses, Jesus speaks to the coming of the kingdom with the Pharisees as his audience. The Pharisees wanted to know when the kingdom was coming. They likely believed this coming kingdom was freedom from Roman rule. The ironic thing is that they were missing it. Jesus himself is standing among them as he proclaims, Behold, the kingdom of God is in your midst. He is the picture of this new kingdom, and he is ushering it in with his life, death, and resurrection. 
He's bringing peace with God, joy, forgiveness, mercy, and eternal security. Jesus then turns to his disciples to give them some more detailed instructions on his second coming. He assures them, you won't miss it. I'm not going to creep up on you and make you guess if it's time. It'll be like a flash of lightning that cracks the dark sky. You will know. We then see some Old Testament examples that the Pharisees would have for sure understood, like Noah and Lot's wife. These stories encourage us to live this earthly life with eternity in mind. Everyone in Noah's day was eating and drinking and marrying and being given in marriage, when all of a sudden the flood was upon them. They weren't ready. They weren't walking with God. They were just living their normal lives, and before they even had a moment to think, they were swallowed up in judgment. This is a very sobering picture, but in a strange way, this was my favorite part. As I reflected on this passage, I couldn't help but praise God that I have full assurance that I would have been on the ark. If you have placed your faith in the blood of Christ, then you've been saved from the waters of God's wrath. Jesus covers us with his righteousness, and now we have right standing before God, not because of anything we've done, but in spite of everything we've done. Not only that, but we are sealed by the Holy Spirit who keeps us until the end. Praise God that we get to live freely knowing that our eternity is secured. Let this truth sink into your soul that you may find rest and let it spur you on to love others who don't know this truth, challenging them to think about eternity that they too might hear and respond to the gospel. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.